Oh, I should put my phone on silent too. That's a really good idea. Because, you know, I would forget to do it because I'm drunk off my ass right now. When did you call me? Oh, when you were trying to get help. When I was trying to get help today and you ignored me. What well, is it? I wasn't paying attention to you. That's Hang why on. I ignored you. I, I need to find something real quick because this is funny as hell. Because I was. Hang on. Playing Diablo 4. <laughs> I'm gonna find it. That I truly like a lot. <laughs> Hang on. I'm I'm fixing to I'm fixing to play something real quick. And we're gonna play it. This is what was this was me yesterday. Or today. This was Whoever me today. I called for help twice and not a fuck you, what do you need or nothing. <laughs> that was me today when I was trying to get help bringing stuff in from the from the grocery store. Oh. I called for help twice today and not nothing from you, not a fuck you or nothing. <laughs> well, I guess I should have messaged you back and said fuck you. <laughs> This is going to be a fun podcast. I'm already toasty. And guess what? We're recording. Uh, I'm sure we're going to record a podcast. No, we're recording right now as oh. we speak. Oh, okay. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> We've been recording for like a minute and a half oh. now. <laughs> and you didn't even know because I'm drunk off my ass and you're you're trying to write stuff down so we can have a good podcast. But this is going to be free form, baby. Oh, God. This is free be horrible. form. You know we don't do well with past. It's okay. I'm gonna have stuff to look up because we got politics to talk about. We got our weekend to talk about. Holy shit! Well, we had let, such let, a good let's, weekend. Let's start off with the politics to get that over with. How about that? All right. So I'm gonna look up some stuff real quick. Okay. Well, we need to talk about uh, Marjorie Green complaining about the DOJ hiding a uh, laptop for the last 66 years. Hang on. Let me. Uh... <laughs> Oh, nope, that's Because she wrong. was mouthing about that. Of course, you know, first laptop didn't hit the market until 1981, so it's kind of hard for them to be holding on to a uh, laptop for 66 okay. years now. So here's where we're, we're going to jump into the politics. So we're going politics right out of the gate, and that's fine. So Marjorie Taylor Greene said that Christopher Ray is trying to hide a lot, laptop that belonged to Seth Rich... For the last 66 years. Now, the only problem with that is that there was no laptop 66 years ago. There were no personal computers that long ago. The age of the PC appearing on desk and offices was the 80s, not the 50s. Seth Rich was born in 1989. There was no laptop that he was hiding for 66 years for 66 years I, was saying, I, I almost wonder if sometimes there's actually somebody in the back that's helping them write their stuff that really just despises them and wants them to go out there in front of people and look like like idiots. when melania did the 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 uh michelle obama speech like somebody had to know that that was michelle obama's speech and oh, they I'm gave sure they it did. to her just to fuck with her yeah they had to but this Marjorie Taylor Greene thing, oh, 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 and here's something that I didn't know. Christopher Ray is not a Democrat. He's a Republican. So why would he be hiding a, a laptop from the Republicans? That makes no sense. He's I mean, a, he's a rhino. Most of what she says makes no sense, but this especially makes no sense. 
<laughs> whatever party I'm reading directly from an article that I'm looking at whatever party Ray belongs to if he is in fact in possession of a 66 year old laptop would he please share that with the rest of us because we all want to know IBM wants to know the Smithsonian wants to know people who read comic books want to know the only one who doesn't want to know is Marge who doesn't want to stretch what little there is of her mind to encompass basic facts about when things actually happened in the real world well, I mean, it's kind of <laughs> like that. And when she was talking about how Joe Biden made her school a, a, a gun-free gun free zone, zone when she was... When she was like a, in, a sophomore in or something. 11th grade or some shit. Yeah, well, he, he was in Congress, but he was not the president. He didn't have any control over gun-free zones. And he doesn't have any control over... The president doesn't have any control over gun-free zones anyway because those were set by states and cities and counties and various vendor locations like you can have open carry in the state of florida but not in the city of miami right or you can have open carry in the state of florida and the city of miami but not in the stadium that exists in miami right you can choose to have those things go just as small as they want to go and so for her to say that joe biden was responsible for having a gun-free zone that is unbelievably incorrect and i was telling you this i was telling you this the other day what kills me about people like marjorie taylor green and lauren bobert they are so good in front of people they are so they they speak well they're eloquent they have that it factor that makes people want to listen to them they're really good in front of crowds. They draw crowds. That people listen to them. I like listening to them because I like the way that they speak. Right? But they are so fucking uneducated. And I just can't understand how you could be this beautiful speaker that's able to go out and wow crowds with the things that you say. Joe Biden? Fair to middling. Obama, great speaker. Yeah. Great speaker. Had, really had crowds in the palm of his hand. Clinton, great speaker. Bush, even, to some degree, was a great speaker. Okay? Marjorie Taylor Greene, great speaker. Bobo, great speaker. They go out in front of crowds and people want to listen to them. But they say the most insane, uneducated bullshit. And I just can't well, they're wrap following my brain around suit. it. I mean, come on. Trump talked about how we took over the airports in the Revolutionary War. I mean, come on. They just, took over the, the airports, ran I, the ramparts. And I guess this is something, <clears throat> this is going back to how I was raised. I was a homeschooled child, and I was raised very religious, and my education was very lacking. The reason I am good on my feet, and the only reason that I have any sort of education whatsoever is because I went out and got it myself. I am a very well-read person, okay? I read voraciously as a child, and so I'm able to speak to people, I'm able to talk to people, I'm able to get in touch with people, I'm able to speak to them on their level, I can speak with adults, I can speak with children, I can do whatever I need to do, okay? But the thing that I have always wanted to do is to know what the fuck I'm talking about before I get in front of somebody because it would make me feel horrible if I got in front of somebody and told them something that was just blatantly false. 
I always want to make sure I'm telling people the right thing. And even on this podcast, there's been things that I've said that are wrong. And I've come out and said later on, hey, this thing that I told you two weeks ago, this was wrong. And I go back and I correct that. But these people like Bobert and I keep wanting to call her Bobert and I know that's wrong. But these people like Bobert and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Trump are just like they don't care what they say. And I just I don't understand that type of intellectual laziness, I guess. Right. I just like I just don't get it. Anyway, that, that's that's my that's my rant on the subject. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, and uh, uh, speaking of Bobert and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, um, I think I think Lauren Bobert lost her security clearance because she possible. tweeted something out today about how the Pentagon views her as a security risk um, based on her quote views on the woke military, which I'm sure that has nothing to do with it. You know, who, who fucking cares about a woke military? But, um, so it, just reading between the lines, it kind of sounds like she's lost her security clearance, which would be great. Which surprised me that she would lose hers before Marjorie Green lost hers. Yeah, well, tell them why. Well, because she went out and started telling people about shit she just remembered from a... Skiff. Yeah, from a classified fucking meeting. So I don't remember what SCIF stands for. It's S-C-I-F. It's like secured something, something, something. But it's it's a room that you go into. It has no cell service. It has no Wi-Fi. It has no phones to the outside. You have no way of contacting the outside. When you go into this room, you are allowed to look at documents that nobody else can see. Because you have a certain security clearance that allows you to see these documents. You can't you take notes. Can't take notes can't take pictures they they you have to surrender your cell phone i mean the whole thing is very secured very hush hush da 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 so when you leave that skiff you're allowed to carry out what you read in your head mm -hmm. and that's it once you write it down what you saw that becomes espionage that becomes a federal crime the way I, the way i understand it because at that point you have written down and possibly distributed information, information that is not supposed to be viewed by anybody <laughs> unless they have that security clearance and Marjorie Taylor Greene not only left the skiff meeting left the skiff and took notes on what she had seen but she immediately ran out to the cameras and told them what she had seen yeah and what was even worse about it is she got it wrong. That's not what she had seen. <laughs> because she was talking about how Joe Biden took a bribe from a Ukrainian person to do something, 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 something. Well, the problem is he didn't take a bribe. That, the information that she shared was about a guy from Ukraine who, who was one of Trump's lackeys saying that Biden took a bribe that they cannot prove that he took in order to suppress some information. But the problem is there's no evidence that any of that happened. And the reason the skiff was there, or the reason that the that the document was there, was because they can't prove anything happened. Right. And they're trying to prove it. I mean they're they're you know, they're exhausting every legal option available to figure out whether or not this was real. But she can't just go out there and just tell the news crews about it. I mean, that's not, like, not 
That's but not she was bragging about, yeah, I came out and took, wrote down as much stuff as possible as I could remember so I could tell the American people. <laughs> it's like Marjorie. Like, honey. hey, I'm going to go rob this bank over here in the next 30 minutes so nobody come show up and start to stop me. <laughs> Fucking stupid. She's so whore. stupid. And I and I I really apologize if I get a little off track during this podcast because I have already had a bottle and a half of wine, so I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we had quite a weekend this weekend, and I'm very tired, and I wanted to hit the wine a little early tonight. So what are the politics we got? I want to get through this shit. Uh, uh, what about Trump? Trump uh, was indicted again on 38 counts. 39. 38. I promise it's 38. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. It's 38. Well, I've been saying it was 39. Hang on a second. Let me let me find it. Federal indictment. Federal indictment. Federal indictment. He's got it so bad that... It, 37 what? counts. Couple we were his, both wrong. His lawyers have already quit. 37 felony charges in a federal indictment against Donald Trump. So, he was indicted 37 times on seven different crimes now this this was unsealed on thursday night after everybody had gone to bed like this was unsealed thursday night right and then we woke up friday morning like holy shit he's been indicted right so we knew he had been indicted seven times on thursday we were like okay so it's seven indictments and then we woke up friday morning it's like no 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 seven crimes 37 indictments yes so one through thirty-two are like the same indictment, or are, are thirty-two different indictments for the same crime, right. and it's like concealing documents, and it, it's various documents that he's dealing with, right? right? And then, um, and then the other the other counts. Do you want me to read these counts, or do we no, want to? We, we don't want to. We don't want, want to no. get that. No, 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 no. Anyway, it's it's a uh, it's it's, uh, but it's it's seven seven crimes, thirty-seven counts. Uh, federal indictment, and um, I don't think he's going to get out of this one. Um, he might get out of the New York one. He might get out of the Georgia one. I don't think he's getting out of this one because this is federal indictments. Well, Letitia James is supposed to be releasing, having some kind of press conference either Monday or Tuesday. So Letitia James is the Florida, I mean, she's the Georgia yeah. uh, prosecutor, DA. Um, who is bringing federal or bringing uh, state charges against him? So he is currently he's been indicted in the state of New York, and I can't remember how many indictments that was, but it was several. So in the state of New York, he's been indicted. In the federal government, he's been indicted thirty-seven times, and now Georgia is about to un, is about to release their indictments on the election interference where he made that phone call, the perfect phone, phone call. call. Where he talked to Raffensperger and he was like, I just need you to find me 11,780 votes. Because <laughs> that's one more than what we need to win. <laughs> and they have him on tape doing it. And he's like, and Raffensperger's like, no, we can't do that. He's like, no, you can totally do it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, just, just tell him you made a miscalculation. <laughs> it's like, no, you can't do that. Like. I understand you think you're God, but I promise you're not. Kind of like when they had him on tape saying, well, I know there wasn't uh, um, voter fraud and all this stuff, but just say that there was, and me yeah, and the Republicans yeah. will take care of the rest. Well, they have him on tape. It's, uh, going back to the, the federal indictments, which the federal indictments he could potentially get pardoned for if a Republican takes over. Yeah. 
2024. He could get pardoned for those. He cannot get pardoned for the two state crimes because the state has to decide whether or not they're going to pardon him. And it's very unlikely New York is going to. Georgia might. Because that's up to the governor, isn't it? It's up to the governor if they want to pardon him. But I think he pissed off the governor bad enough that the governor's like, fuck you and your dog. Yeah. Like, we're not doing it. But, um, so with the federal crimes, he could he, he could potentially get a, a, a pardon for those. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've got him on tape with the federal crimes. Um, Admitting that he knew that the documents he had were not declassified. And that he couldn't declassify, declassify them at this point because he's no longer president. Exactly. And they're like, he's like, isn't this crazy? Do you want to look at it? You want to look at it? He's like saying this on tape. Do you want to look at it? And the guys are like, uh, no. <laughs> no, we don't want to look at that because we don't want to be pulled into your bullshit. <laughs> and they also have him on tape telling his body man. Okay, so the pictures, the pictures of the boxes that he had fucking blew my mind because he had them in a random Mar-a-Lago bathroom and when I say boxes of documents I'm talking you know those those archival boxes right there was probably 25 boxes stacked up in this in this bathroom I'm not talking one or two documents that he took from these secure locations this was 25 boxes yeah I'm watching 25 boxes that he took just in this one bathroom And then he had other documents. He's fine. He's fine. He had other documents that were not just in the bathrooms. He had some in a storage room. And then he had also some on his plane. Mm -hmm. Now, I read a tweet thread to you last night. And you were like, God, does this tweet thread go forever? But, you know, I'm not going to read it here. Don't read that shit. I'm not going to read it here. But it was great because it outlined it outlined everything that was in the indictment because Trump not only kept the documents and it's not like okay he took them because he didn't know he wasn't he was supposed to have them like okay he just accidentally took them anybody can accidentally take them Joe Biden took home classified documents Mike Pence took home classified documents Obama took home classified documents they have all done it yeah. The difference is, whenever the National Archives ask them to return them, because the National Archives knows exactly who took what, when, and where. And when the National Archives said, hey, this specific document, we need it back. Obama, Biden, and Pence all said, oh, oh shit. shit. Okay, here, here. Here it is. I didn't even realize I had it. Here, it's and back. some of them is like, hey, uh... Here's this document you said you needed back. And while going through those to find those documents, I think it was Pence's people or, or Biden's one said, Hey, we also find more. We also found more shit that we weren't supposed to have. So come get it as well. Yeah. Like we're so sorry. We did not mean to have this. Now the difference between those guys and Trump is that Trump not only took the documents knowing he wasn't supposed to have them. He took boxes upon boxes upon boxes of documents not only stored them unlocked in a bathroom in Mar-a-Lago, but he also put them on the plane he was traveling the world with. And... Why? Which makes you kind of wonder, why would he be taking classified documents with him on his plane? 
because he showed them to people and we have him on tape showing them to people. The indictment details a tape that they have or a recording that they have of Trump waving, like they can hear the document waving in the air. And he says, look at this, look at this. And the guys are like, whoa, we don't want to look at this. This is not our business. He's like, I know. He said, I, this is top secret. I, I'm not able to declassify this. When I was president, I could, but I can't right now. You want to see it? And they're like, no, we don't want to see it. And he was taking this around. Now, that adds a little context to, you know, the Trumps left office January 21st, 2021. By June, Jared Kushner had $2 billion of Saudi money in his bank account. That he did not have before that. That he did not have before that. And it's a little weird that he would get that money after they left office. I'm not saying the two things are connected. I'm just saying the dots are real close to each other. You know? It's quite a coinkydink. <laughs> to say the least. And... 2021 in September. Do you remember when that report came out in September from the CIA? And they're like, we've lost a shit ton of agents and we can't figure out why. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of deep cover agents that they lost in 2021. You expect to lose a certain number of them because they get found out all the time. But they lost like three or four times the number that they expected to lose in 2021 alone. And they were like, this is fucking weird, and we don't know why it's happening. And then, so that was in September of 2021. And then, like, in January of 2022, the National Archives is like, hey, you've got, like, a shit ton of documents from us. We need to get them. And Trump said, oh, yeah, here's some of them. This is all I have. And gave back some of them. And they're like, wait, this is not all of them. Can you give us back the rest of them? And then they gave back a few more. And they kept saying that was all they and had. And they kept saying time. that was all that they had. And the National Archives is like, look, we have lists. We know what you have. You have not given us back everything. At that point, they sent a subpoena. And they gave back a few more under the subpoena. And a lawyer for Trump signed off saying, this is it. This is all they have. Trump has testified himself that this is all they have and I I as the lawyer for Trump am signing off that this is all they have this is it and then we find out <laughs> that he's got boxes of this shit so the body man moved the body man uh, what is his name Nauta Nauta I think is his name N-A-U-T-A Not Nauta or Nauta I, I, I don't know how to pronounce his name <clears throat> so he's Trump's body man he was moving this shit all over the place so people couldn't find it. They moved it from the bathroom to a storage building, to the plane, back to a storage building, back to the bathroom, like all over the fucking place. So Trump knew where it was, but nobody else knew where it was. And so this is not one of these situations where Trump can be like, hey, they were doing stuff outside of my purview. I didn't know anything they were doing. Because he instructed the body man to do it. Now the body man is 100% going to jail over this. Trump, and with Trump, with everything he does, is all about money. Yeah. How can he grift? How can he get the most amount of money from people? So that's the reason he wanted to keep all these documents 
Because he saw dollar signs in those boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not he dollar signs sell from... sell the shit... Not dollar to signs that from... people want to buy that information. Not dollar signs from domestic people. Dollar signs from foreign adversaries. Mm-hmm. Like North Korea. Like Russia. Like China. Like all of these people. Like the Saudis. Turns out... Some of those documents were directly related to uh, uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. They murdered that guy. They cut him apart while he was alive. They have recordings from his fucking Apple Watch of him being murdered alive. And that was a direct result of Trump and Kushner. They got Khashoggi killed. That dude was just a journalist. <laughs> and then he tried to defend the motherfucker that killed him. Yeah. M- M- MBS is his name? Uh, the, the the Saudi crown prince or whatever? That dude needs to fucking go down. He is a piece of shit. Ooh, he's, or- he's horrible. He has his enemies killed regularly. And, and okay, I know we watch wrestling. Well, it's just like uh, that one TikTok said that thank goodness that Barack Obama got Osama bin Laden before Trump had a chance to become friends with him too. Right? Right? And... and I'm sorry, what were you going to say about wrestling? So I know we watch wrestling and I do my best to be as uh, cognizant as I can with our dollars to make sure we're not supporting things like actual terrorism (laughs) with with our consumer dollars and, you know, we don't we don't shop at, or we don't buy things from Chick-fil-A. We don't go to Hobby Lobby because, you know, they support things Oh, that we, we got to talk about what the lady said about Chick-fil-A. We will, but hang I'm on. I'm that down. But hang on. Um, so we, we don't support places like this, but it's going to be real fucking hard to not watch wrestling because that is something we have both grown up on. <laughs> and I think trying to make you stop watching wrestling would be like trying to cut off a part of your body that is very special to you. <laughs> but those fuckers own WWE now. Those Saudi fuckers own WWE. And I just, oh, on top of that, I, I listened to a six part podcast from Robert Evans uh, behind the bastards about um, how Vince McMahon is a bastard. <laughs> I didn't realize he was a sex pest. I didn't realize a lot of stuff about him. He is a he is a grade A bastard. A grade A asshole. He probably is the reason that Andre the Giant died as early as he did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly. And Andre the Giant hated him at the end of his life because he was so horrible to his wrestlers. You know, just just awful, awful stuff. And then and then he sells the whole organization. He sells WWE to the Saudis like this year. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to support them. <laughs> like, how are we going to, how can we ethically, how can we ethically do this? But, you know, we'll figure something out. <laughs> Maybe we can just pirate everything. And then we're not enriching Vince. We're just going to pirate everything. And then he won't get our money, but we can still watch it. <laughs> yeah. That's what we should do. <laughs> Put your crimes on the podcast. That's smart. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't crime. <laughs> <laughs> crime is bad, okay? Let's just say that hypothetically I was able to get these 
broadcasts through an organization that maybe doesn't pay for them, hypothetically. That doesn't give money to the Saudis. Yes, hypothetically. That doesn't give money to the Saudis and doesn't give money to Vince to give to the Saudis. And then I feel like I could ethically consume that part of capitalism without enriching the people that are making the world a a more horrible place. (laughs) That's not going to stop me from going to WWE next year. I'm sorry. (laughs) When they come back to Little Rock, we're going to go back and see them. I'm sorry. Yeah. Please forgive me. Anybody listening to this, please forgive me. I, I can't not go to WWE. It's such a good show. Such a fucking good show. That was awesome getting to go to an actual Raw Oh my recording. God. That was cool. And and I realized that Rhea Ripley is on SmackDown, and I don't give a shit. But hey, the next time they come, though, they, they always go, the different show comes to the town next. So the next time but, they come here, will be SmackDown. But, but, the draft is coming up. No, they've already they just did. Oh, that. they've already did the draft, and she's still on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I heard that they were going to bring her to Raw because they wanted her on Raw because of her star power. But if she's still on SmackDown, yeah, we're we're uh, oh, mommy, bitch, <laughs> mommy, mom. I want to be Rhea Ripley, and I want to have Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I would like her to step on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> what if she does house call dominatrix stuff? Oh, my God. Because I would pay whatever it takes. Oh, speaking of Chick-fil-A. Um, <laughs> this blonde, white, female news anchor of some sort on Newsbacks, I believe it was. Uh, the story went they were complaining about Chick-fil-A. Uh-huh. Because Chick-fil-A has hired a diversity person. Right, right. And they were, like, freaking out because, holy shit, diversity is woke. Right. And this lady, during her live show, made the comment. She said, look, I'm not trying. I don't want to go with the whole fried chicken joke. But come on. They sell fried chicken. How much more inclusive can you get? Oh, my God. And the guy's response on TikTok is this black guy. And he's like, what the fuck she just say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, this is not politics. You talk for a second. I'm going to go get a refill. This is not politics, but I have to tell you about this story. Four indigenous children. Number four? Four of them. Okay, the number four. Okay. Four indigenous children crashed on a plane in the Amazonian jungle. There were three adults on the plane and four children. The children were 13, 9, Four and 11 months old. They survived. Right. The mother of the kids survived for about four days after the plane went down. The kids were just found. Right. 40 days after the plane went down. All four kids were found alive and well. Hungry, on the brink of death, but fucking alive. How the shit? 
And the 13-year-old is like, yeah, mom was alive for like four days. And she told us to go. Can you imagine? Can you fucking imagine? How do these kids manage this? They were indigenous kids. They probably had some familiarity with the Amazonian <clears throat> jungle. That's what that's what they're saying in the news article. That these kids were relatively familiar with the Amazon jungle. They avoided snakes, cougars, or whatever's over there. You know, like big cats. Jaguars. The, jaguars. Um, let's see. Some of them are already speaking and wanting to do more than lie in a bed. They've been in treatment for like two weeks. They're finally eating food because they've been on IVs this entire time because they were surviving on flour and water, and that's all they had. Um, these kids are not related. Two, two of the kids are related. The others are not. Um, let's see. Um... The child's uncle said that they hid in tree trunks to protect themselves in a jungle filled with snakes, animals, and mosquitoes. He said they were exhausted. They're finally starting to eat, and they're finally being rehydrated. Um, and they've been drawing, you know, like to communicate. Because they're just like feral at this point. But Damn. 40 days, a month and a week. Can you imagine? A month and almost two weeks in the jungle. By themselves, 13, 11, 4, and 11 months. Can you imagine that 13-year-old trying to keep the 4-year-old and 11-month-old corralled? Ooh. In a jungle, by himself. That's just, whew. That, that kid's going to need some therapy. Yeah, I think. But holy shit. I, I mean, and this is something that I was talking to you about the other day. Human beings are some of the most amazing things on the planet. Yes, I am. <laughs> I was watching a video the other day, and it was... Don't tell people about those videos. Hush. It's not those videos. Oh. It's a different video. Okay. But it was about 20, 20 people that were out on surfboards, and they were waiting for a wave to, to come in. Okay? And I don't know where it was. Costa Rica or something like that. Anyway. So the wave was coming in, and it was one of those big, giant waves. And this one guy jumps up on top of the wave on his surfboard... And that wave comes in, and it's one of those waves that comes up and then, like, breaks over. And they're, like... In, in the tube, you know? And they're, like, surfing in the tunnel. Yeah, and he was surfing in the tunnel of this of this, of this this wave. And then it breaks over, and it covers him. And I was like, oh, shit. He's fixing to get covered in this water. What is he going to do? And then, like, 15 seconds later, he, like, surfs out of it. And just rides it all the way up to shore. And I was like, holy shit. Humans are insane. We go out in storms and curse at God and demand that he bring lightning down on us. We go out into natural disasters and just say, fuck it, we're going out and doing this. Uh, we go up on volcanoes and we mess with the lava. We go, we go into some of the... And, and if you think about the world in an objective reality, if you pull yourself away from the stuff that you've lived every day, okay... Think about the stuff that you've lived through every day. Tornadoes, hurricanes, thunderstorms, um, just random shit that happens to you throughout the course of your life, okay? Even if you live in like a city or something, you're still going to have weather patterns. Weather patterns are some of the most insane things that happen because we can't control them, we can't do anything about them, and we say, fuck you, we're doing it anyway. Fuck you, we're building a house anyway. Yeah, you may blow some shingles off, Hurricane, but we're going to rebuild after you come, come through. Yeah, you may have killed my family members, but we're going to be rebuilt after you come through. And we're just like, whatever. 
And human beings just say, fuck you in the face of nature. And nature is this... We're not going anywhere. We're not going... Yeah, and, and if there but, is if but, there, if there but, is a God... But, it's like the famous Ron White said, it's not that <laughs> the wind is blowing. <laughs> it's what? what the wind, the wind is blowing. <laughs> so I don't care how many sit-ups you can do if you get hit by a Volvo. <laughs> but, okay, but, but think about it. We've been having hurricanes ever since the beginning of the planet. I mean, look at Jupiter. Jupiter has a hurricane that's been going. That's, that's the, big, the great spot of, of, of Jupiter is, is basically it's a hurricane. Right. It's been going since the beginning of that planet. Okay. We have hurricanes that whip up, and we just don't think anything of them. Do you understand how insane a hurricane is? It whips up out of nowhere. It is just a weather pattern that decides to say fuck you to everything around it. Well, I don't want to say it comes out of nowhere because they pretty much know. They can see them things coming. But but what I'm saying is, yes, they can see them coming. They can figure out the weather patterns. Okay, this is a low-pressure system that's going to hit a high-pressure system. If you got a magic marker, this, you can make that do, thing go wherever you, you want. Where- <laughs> but in terms of lethality, in terms of the fact that we can't control it, in terms of the fact that we just have to survive through it, human beings have done that. Over and over and over and over again. And we just basically tell nature to go fuck itself. We're still going to survive. And that makes human beings the most amazing things on the planet. I mean, you can look at other animals. Other animals die in storms, too. Yeah, I, I get that. They're, they're living through these storms. But we have developed the ability to predict these storms. And we still survive through them. Absent what these other animals are doing. We compensate for them. We move through them. And it just... Ugh. If there is a God, nature is a God. Right? And it is a mercurial, violent God. And we have put two middle fingers up in its face. And said, we don't care. We're going to survive through this anyway. I didn't mean to take us off politics. I apologize. (laughs) That's my diatribe for the night. <laughs> no, we're good. <laughs> but I saw that I saw that story about those kids that, that survived in nature and I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, and I've got to pull some going back to politics, I've got to pull something up on TikTok. Let me find it quick. I thought we were done with politics. I'm hang on, hang politics. on, hang on. I have one thing. Well make it quick. Come on. I'm, I'm trying to make it quick. Hang on. No, that's not what I want to talk about. Hang on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey. Hey. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey, you. Hey. Hey. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I got it. I found it. I found it. Let me let me get this plugged up, and I want you to hear this. This isn't like one of your 20-minute long TikToks. No, this is a very short one. This is a very, very short one. Play six years old. Hang on. President Trump is 76 years old. This is Mark Levin. Huh. If the Department of Justice gets his way, he will die in federal prison. Oh, no. Don't throw me into the briar patch, sir. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I, I know that they're saying that shit, but I'm sorry. 
37 counts, 39 counts, 93 counts. It don't fucking matter. He's a rich old white man. Ain't shit gonna fucking happen to him. His worst case scenario... Is house arrest. Is house arrest. Yeah. and That's I, I, going to limit him to his house, his plane, and his and golf his course. And his other house. And his yeah. golf course. I actually don't a know. damn thing that's going to happen. I actually don't know if they're going to allow him to go to his golf course. They might allow him to go to Mar-a-Lago. They might allow him to go to his house. I actually think that the federal charges are going to stick until we have a Republican president who is then going to pardon him. But I think he's going to spend some time. I think he's going to spend some time on house arrest. I really do. Look, I'm saying that's worst case scenario. But, but other okay, than that, there ain't okay, shit okay. gonna happen to him. I was listening to Rachel Maddow the other day, and she was saying she was saying to Lawrence O'Donnell, she was saying, "Okay, look, I get that he's done terrible things, and we need to hold him accountable." When you open the door to prosecuting a former president for crimes, that is a Pandora's box that we have never opened up to this point. Because realistically, and she didn't say this, but realistically speaking, every president in the history of ever has been responsible for war crimes that should send them to the Hague. But we've never gone down that path because the second that you open that door where you can prosecute a former sitting president, now you can prosecute all of them for something. And then do it. But 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 that's the, but that's the thing that's the thing because it turns into a retaliation thing. That's the reason nobody's ever done it before. It's because it turns into a retaliation. The Republicans are going to indict the Democrats, and the Democrats are going to indict the Republicans, and it's tit for tat for tit for tat until we all die. Okay. But what she was saying was so horrible about this situation is not that Trump is responsible for crimes. It's the fact that he's responsible for provable crimes that are going to get him indicted and that are going to get him convicted. And that the Republican Party thought that this person who has been in trouble with the law since the 80s when he had to settle out of court for not renting to black people at his locations, this person who has consistently been in trouble with the law why that person would be okay to put up for the highest court or for the highest job in the land. That is the problem. Not that he's guilty of crimes because every president is guilty of crimes. It's the fact that this person who is uniquely and singularly responsible for crimes, provable in court, that he's had to settle out of court so he wouldn't get convicted of. This person was held up as, yes, this is the best person for the job. And that speaks to just an, an, an innately broken piece within the Republican Party that she's not sure can be fixed. Well, it's like, we, like I said earlier, that one TikTok saw that, you know, he will, people... His cult followers cannot admit and will not admit that he is a criminal. Yeah. That he is guilty. Yeah. Because if they do that, then they'll, have, they'll also be admitting that he made them look like fools. Yeah. 
Which they live with a 100% have. Yeah. But they don't want to admit that. Well, that goes to the cognitive dissonance. Please get off of politics. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm about to go into religion, so hang on just a second. That's what you said 20 minutes ago that you were getting off this politics shit. But politics and religion go hand in hand in that when you have been raised a certain way and you've been raised to believe a certain thing, Republicans are always good, Democrats are always bad, Christianity is always good, anything other than Christianity is always bad. When you get to an adult and you start seeing things that make you question that, you start saying to yourself, okay, I have two options here. I can either accept the fact that these things are objectively bad and these things are objectively wrong and these things are objectively not good for me. Or I can shut my brain off to those things that I'm objectively seeing. And I have to cling to the things that I was taught from the time I was a very young child. And the cognitive dissonance that arises when something you've been taught from the time you were a very young child is questioned. You know, it takes you out of the knees. And I look back to, you know, a few years ago when I was finally deciding to ditch Christianity and become an atheist. It... It, like, untethered me for a while. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, it... I felt like I was floating in space with nothing holding me down. Because these things that I had believed for so long, I was finally able to admit, this is not good for me. This is not right. This is not... This is not real. And I had to move on through reality. And... That's that's difficult and it's hard and people don't want to do the hard things. I guess that's what it boils down to. People don't want to do the hard things because it's easier to just say, fuck you, I'm going to accept this thing that I've been told my entire life. Yeah. Because, I, you know, I look at my dad. My dad has been a preacher since he was 13 years old. There's no way in hell I'm going to ever able ever be able to give him anything that questions his worldview because he's 78 years old this year. And if I was to make him question his worldview, that would be 60 years of his life down the drain. If he was ever to change that. So it's easier to not change that. I can't change it at this point because it's a sunken cost fallacy. I've put too much into it. Therefore, I cannot get out of it. It's like the old saying goes, it's not, it's, you don't look at it as you've wasted the last 50 years of your life. You look at it as, hey, I'm not going to waste another year. Yeah. That's how you get around the sunken cost fallacy. Yeah, I may have wasted 13 years of my life believing this one thing, but I'm not going to waste any more. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to something besides, let's talk about the weekend. Thank fucking God. <laughs> what did we do this weekend? Tell them. I don't even know at this point. I'm so fucking tired of listening to this shit. We've had a good, we've had a good conversation. Don't mess with me. <laughs> I've enjoyed this. We went to Dallas this weekend. Yes, we did. We left on Friday. Yes, we did. And we took one of our kids' friends with yes, us. Yes, we did. And that was a lot of fun. Yes, it was. So we got to Dallas on Friday night about eight or nine o'clock, and we checked into the hotel. Eight thirty, nine o'clock. Yeah. Checked in the hotel, got the dogs settled in, got everybody settled in. We got up 
like at six o'clock on Saturday morning because we were all just like, whatever, we're <laughs> geared up, and ready to go. We're geared up, and ready to go. Went down, got breakfast, got out. We went to the aquarium in Dallas, and I, I'm kind of sad because our oldest was. We did this for his birthday uh, because this was like a birthday trip, taking him to the aquarium to the mall in Dallas, and. Um, I'm a little sad that he didn't get as much enjoyment out of it as I thought he would because he was expecting the aquarium to be one of those like was in St. Louis where you got to touch the animals, you know, and you got to interact we with got everything. You got to touch the stingrays. You got to touch the jellyfish tops. You got to put That's your t- hand in the little water and the fish ate all the dead skin off i mean yeah stuff like that this aquarium was not an interactive aquarium but and it was a little different because it was a three level aquarium and when you're on the top two levels it's more of a zoo than it is an aquarium yeah birds and monkeys birds and monkeys everywhere it was it was set up like a rainforest it was so cool so you're kind of going through this rainforest in the top and you get to see the top of the rainforest and then you move your way down to the second floor and you get to see the middle part of the rainforest, like the ground part. Like and the like crocodiles were. Tur- yeah, turtles and crocodiles and lizards and all kinds of stuff. And then you move to the bottom floor and that's where the aquariums are. And they have manatees and giant catfish and... Sure sharks that swim over you in a tunnel that that was the coolest part for me is going into the shark tunnel and i was telling tom i was like oh my you know we didn't even tell anybody who they were with (laughs) nobody knows what podcast they're on (laughs) if you don't know know. by now you it's too late but anyway i was looking at the at the uh at the uh um the tunnel the shark tunnel and I thought that would be the coolest place to have, like, a wedding. And it would have to be a real super small wedding. You know, just like the bride and groom and a couple of friends or whatever. But you could, like, walk down the little shark aisle and have the sharks swimming all over you in this in this tunnel. And, like, and come to the playing, end. And here comes the bride when she's walking up. <laughs> it needs to be the Jaws theme. <laughs> Our baby shark. Da-da. Da-da. <laughs> that would be great so, or they could play the baby shark theme baby shark dee, 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 dee. <laughs> but what but during our trip we go there and we almost didn't make it to the hotel alive oh my god <laughs> so we're trying to find the hotel on on friday and i'm following the little blue line and you got to understand. I'm and a when li- she says following, you got to put put your hands in the air and do the little quotation marks about following. I got there, didn't I? Eventually, Magellan. <laughs> so what happened was, is I took the exit to get to the um, hotel. And the hotel is like, you take the exit and it's like right there. Yeah, you got to get like across two right lanes there. of traffic and get in the... In the in, the uh, driveway. So Tom is is telling me, hey, you know, you need to get all the way over to the right. As soon as you exit, as you soon gotta as get you over. exit, you gotta, you gotta, get, gotta over, get over, gotta get over. Well, <laughs> as soon as I exit, I get the most overwhelming urge to sneeze. <laughs> and so I'm trying to do my best to look for traffic that's coming and, and to the right because we've got two lanes of traffic we have to go across. Plus, I have to worry about the people that are behind me. Plus, I have to worry about anybody that's in front of me. Plus, I have to worry about where the freaking entrance is because the entrance is like right there. It's, I mean, it's right there. It, it, it's not go 100 yards and there's the exit. It's like 
exit, boom, it's there. And so it's one of those where, honest to goodness, GPS should have had you gotten off at an exit earlier. Yes, it really should have. So I'm in the middle of a sneeze. <laughs> And Tom is over there screaming at me, you got to get over, you got to get over, you got to get over. And then I'm trying to sneeze and look for traffic and I can't, and, and, and then I miss the entrance <laughs> and he's screaming and at me. And took us on a nice little route trying to get back. He's screaming at me, you were supposed to exit right there, now we got to go around. And, and, and the GPS doesn't know where we are because we should have exited back there. So the GPS is concerned, as far as the GPS is concerned, we exited back there and we went into the correct thing. And so it doesn't know where we are at this point. So we have to go down to the next light. Your GPS just said, fuck it, you are where you are. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it had us on a completely different road than it where did. we were. Like, it would have been so much easier if we had just gone down to the next light, taken a left, go across the highway, go back around, take a left, go back around and find it that way. But the GPS had us go through this neighborhood that was like way back we ended up having to go like two miles out of the way to find this stupid thing and we find but long story short we eventually got we made it to the hotel (laughs) it was almost checkout time on sunday but we made it (laughs) but that was the sneeze heard around the world (laughs) because i'm sitting there in the middle of a fucking sneeze and he's like screaming at me get over get over get over and I can't, I can't communicate to him that I'm trying to sneeze, and he doesn't <laughs> notice that I'm trying to sneeze. I just knew that she. I was like, "Fuck it! Why you even got that damn blue line? You're not following it anyway." <laughs> but we made it to the hotel. We ended up on the seventh floor, and I'll tell you, it is interesting when you're trying to walk two dogs from the seventh floor because they did not know what an elevator was. And the elevator had a mirror on the top of the elevator. Like it had a mirror on the on the ceiling. And <laughs> Ditto was in the elevator just sitting like a good boy. Doing such a good job. And then he happens to look up. And he catches his reflection. Starts <laughs> and starts growling. <laughs> it's like, you dumbass. And then at one point... At one point, uh, night before last, I was trying to... Uh, I was trying to walk him. And some bitch in the elevator has her damn teacup chihuahua that's smaller than my hand not on a leash wearing a little pink dress and it opens the 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 elevator door opens and i'm waiting for the dog i'm waiting with the dogs to get onto the elevator and the elevator door opens and this little fucking teacup chihuahua just comes prancing out of the of the elevator and my two dogs go ape shit because they're like, ooh, a snack. <laughs> it's a squeaky toy. <laughs> and she's on crutches. She can't get this dog. And she's screaming at it to come back in the elevator. And the little dog doesn't know what to do. The door's almost closed with her dog over here with me. And if that had happened, that would have been horrible because I don't know what we would have done. And so she throws her, her, her crutch out there and opens the door again and gets the dog finally back in the elevator. And then we have to wait on the elevator to come back up so we can actually go to where we need to go. But I was like, oh my God. Your dog almost got eaten. Put the damn thing on a leash. Put it on a leash. Okay? When your dog is out in public, put it on a fucking leash. I don't care where you are. I don't care how good, how well trained your dog is. Put it on a damn leash. Yep. Anyway, after the, after the aquarium, we came back to the hotel to let the dogs out. Walk them. Then we went to the really cool science museum there. It was really cool. We could have spent all fucking day there. Yeah. We, it was we a did kind of kinda rush that. That's okay, though. 
Yeah. We're going to go back and we're going to spend all day at the science museum. No, we're going to spend all day at the, at the mall. Yeah, we went to the Grapevine Mills Mall after that. And if anybody's never been to the Grapevine Mills Mall and you're in Dallas and you got about six hours to kill, <laughs> go there. Yes. It is a big, giant loop. I mean, just, the amount of stores in that place is just fucking incredible. And, and, and I didn't know this. Next time we go to Dallas, we're going to go to the aquarium that is in, in the, the fucking mall. mall. It's like a three-story aquarium in the mall. Well, we want to take go back and go there. There's a big-ass game room that's got pool tables and bowling and all kinds of arcade games. Oh, my God, like basketball courts and just like all kinds of stuff in this mall. Yeah, I mean... They have a Lego store. It was a big Lego store, too. And I'll be honest, I spent way too much money in the Lego store. But we won't talk about that. We won't talk about that. <laughs> we won't talk about that till the credit card bill comes due. <laughs> no, let's not even talk about that then. <laughs> but they had these super duper elux, deluxe, collector's edition Millennium Falcon. And they had a collector's edition at at, and both of them were about oh nine hundred dollars. And we were like, "Nope, we can't spend nine hundred dollars because if I'm going to spend nine hundred dollars on some Lego, give me that fucking Death Star." I'm getting the Death I've been Star wanting forever. Yes. So when the time comes, when it is time to spend nine hundred dollars on Lego, I will be calling that gentleman up, and we will be getting the Lego Death Star. Yes. So just oh. be aware. But then, like we hit up like the Hot Topic, the Spencers, the different stores in there. I mean, we hit up. There were some the, anime the, stores the, the and some game stores that we went to. The GameStop that we went to. The I mean, the the food court has a full size working carousel in it. Yeah, it's gigantic. Just gigantic. Any kind of food you could possibly want is in the damn food court. I went to a Cajun place and got my food. Wasn't good. Was not good. It's supposed to have been spicy chicken. There was no spice. It just barely tasted like chicken. <laughs> but my Asian food was really good. Because the problem was we ate breakfast at like 8 o'clock that morning. And then it was like about 2 o'clock when we finally got to the mall. Because we went to the science museum in between. And so by the time we got to the mall, we were all just like extremely tired and extremely fucking hungry. And So we like ran through the first part of the mall <laughs> to get to the food court. But then we went around to the rest of it and it was fine. But this mall, I don't know if you've ever, if you've never been to the Grapevine Mills Mall, it's, it's, a, it's a big circle. Yeah. It's just a great big giant circle. And there's probably, what, 350 stores in there? Probably. Maybe on, on the low end. I mean, it's, it's just this massive, massive, massive mall. Um, but we found the Lego store. We found the candy store. The candy store was cool. We found the beef turkey store. Oh, the they beef had jerky. kangaroo jerky in there. I should have got some. Yeah, you should have gotten some kangaroo jerky. Now, I was told later that the shark jerky, not a great purchase because sharks are in, or could, could be considered endangered. And they they the way that they hunt sharks is not great for the environment. So maybe stay away from the shark jerky. But they did have python jerky. Yeah. Which we could have gotten. And gator jerky. Gator jerky, elk jerky, venison jerky, bison jerky, every kind of jerky you can possibly think of. I should have gotten some of the python jerky and the kangaroo just to say yeah. I have. But and I did get something that had some good flavor to it, though. 
and we we tried some uh, we tried some crickets. I yeah. ate a cricket. Ate a cricket. Yeah. And that was sour cream and onion cricket. That was weird because I had a leg and it grossed me out. I think it would have been okay if I'd eaten like the whole cricket, but all I had was like some pieces of a cricket and a leg, and it like freaked me out. And I was like, yeah. gross. Like I don't want to eat a leg. It's just disgusting. But um, I think it would have been okay if I'd eaten like a whole cricket. That's what I ate. I ate a whole cricket. Yeah. And then, um, <clears throat> and then, but Tom got some jerky. Okay, so we went in there, and we're like, okay, we want the spicy jerky. And the lady's like, okay, what's over there on this wall? It was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Every time people tell him, tell Tom, that this stuff is spicy, it's not spicy. She's like, oh, no. She said, go to that wall. She said, what I have in the upper right corner will lay you down. <laughs> They only sell it in the snack pack because they cannot legally sell you anything bigger than that. (laughs) Because it's like Carolina Reaper stuff. No, no, no. I didn't sign my death wish. I didn't try that. I got like the next one down, which was Carolina Reaper jerky. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's the one that had me sweating a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) That I had to go back to my candy from the candy store to kind of dilute that shit a little bit because that (laughs) shit was tough. He was sweating. It was really funny. It's going to be funny when he takes a poop later and it comes right. out lava. <laughs> like I'm shitting lava later. <laughs> and then, um, oh, and on the way back, we went an hour out of our way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To find a fucking AGB. We went to a central market one time. Now, granted, that place was, I mean, you walk in. Oh, my God. AGB and, and central if market. If you're religious, okay, and you walk into this AGB that we went into, you would have heard... When you, because you, the produce section was right there, you would have heard the angels singing. I'm not exaggerating on this produce <sighs> section. The cauliflower was how big is that? About maybe ten ten inches in diameter. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, the the produce, the produce in an H E B, and I can't describe this to people who've never been in Texas, who've never been to an H E B in Texas. The produce at an H E B is top shelf produce i'm talking the best stuff you can get and this stuff at the central market was better than that and they even make sure it not only looks good i mean they've got it very visual visually stimulating the way they have it all displayed it was gorgeous you had to go through a maze yeah in the produce section to get to the main part of the store because they want you to see all of this beautiful produce and and they didn't have freezer they didn't have cooler sections for this they had it stacked in ice if you shop by colors you a broke motherfucker when you get out of there. yeah and in this central market not only do they have the most beautiful produce section known to man they had a meat market they had a sushi section and a they had a cheese section section and and the stuff at a central market is not stuff you can find at a walmart i mean this is all specialty items this is Stuff they've imported from France. So you've been to a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods? Better than that. It made that shit look like you were going... Like, if you walked in there and then went into your little fancy-spancy Whole Foods store, you thought you walked into a gas station. Yes. But at the prices you would see at a Walmart. Yeah. Because H-E-B always has prices that are within 10% of what Walmart is. Yeah. Because that's how they compete. So, we didn't find what we were looking for in that specific central Which market. Which were 
pickles that you can't get in fucking Arkansas because all they have is these stupid-ass Mount Olive shit. Yeah, you can't get best made. And the in... best made pickles, the dill pickles, like the big plastic jars, those are legit. Not the sour pickles, the Not dill the sour pickles. pickles. The dill pickles. So if any of our listeners can get in touch with any best made dill pickles, I'm talking like the big gallon container. Well, we're, we're, we're kind of covered for right now because but, we did go a little bit even further out of the way to find another H-E-B. Well, what, I, what I'm saying is if any, of our, if any of our listeners have a line on best made pickles, I will pay you for best made pickles if you will ship them to me. Because the best made pickles that I got off Amazon were $30 for a gallon. And what we got. That gallon jug to get them sent. And it's like 12 to 16 pickles is what they say it is. Yes. Well, we finally found another another HEB. They Not a some. central market, just a regular old HEB. Yes. They had three gallon jars. They had three of the jugs there. Yes. And they checked and they didn't have any one in the back. Yeah, we checked. <laughs> but they were what, six bucks a gallon? Six dollars a jar. Yes. And there. So we paid $18 for these three jugs of pickles that would have cost us 90 bucks on fucking Amazon. Yeah. And Amazon is our only choice to get them in Arkansas. So if anybody has a line on best made dill pickles, not sour pickles, but dill pickles, let me know because I will pay you and I will pay you extra to get them shipped to me. That's what I need to do. But, and we found this green sauce. You got to understand, when we were in oh. Texas, we, we ate this green sauce like it was going out of style. And it's, it's called the H-E-B, that green sauce. Yeah, if you go into H-E-B and say, hey, I want that green sauce, they know exactly what you're talking about. Because yes. that's what it's called. And it is homemade. <laughs> it is, I mean, made in a factory, but essentially homemade. But it is the, I don't know, is it is it tomatilla based? No, it's guacamole based. I, I don't know. I just know it's shit's fucking good. It is so good. And they have medium and versions got, and they have mild versions. I got and six it's just, jars of the medium and two of the, of the mild. It's so, so good. And we ended up spending like a hundred bucks at Wal- at uh, H-E-B <laughs> to buy well, all this we stuff. got that and a cheese tray. And we got a cheese tray and we got some Swiss cheese cubes. Yeah, the Swiss, the cute, because when we were in, in Texas... We went to H-E-B all the time, and I'd always get these little plastic containers that had cubed Swiss cheese. Yes. Loved it. I don't know what it is about letting somebody else cut the cheese for you, but it is so much better. Cut the cheese. You said cut the cheese. I know. I said cut the cheese. Because when I'd buy the blocks of the Swiss cheese and cut it up, it wasn't It wasn't wasn't as good. good. (laughs) It's like, where's somebody else to cut this shit for me? (laughs) But there's there's this specific specialty cheese. and I got some Trace Leche's cake. Yes, and, and now, now, you talk oh, about that was actually so homemade. Good. That was homemade tres leches cake. Oh, my God. So, so good. good. So good. When we walked in, not the Central Market, but the regular H-E-B, they had a meat section where they had hanging meat. They had a sushi section where they made fresh sushi for you. Yep. They had a vegetable section where everything was just beautiful and on display. Not as beautiful as the Central Market, but still beautiful. Yes. They had a flower section. They had a catering section. They had a fucking drive-through barbecue, barbecue section where you could H-E-B. get smoked barbecue, Texas barbecue. And you got. I'm, I'm sorry, South Carolina, your barbecue ain't shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> we have drive-throughs. Okay. <laughs> I don't miss very many things about Texas. I'm so thankful that we are in Little Rock. 
but H-E-B is the one thing I would move back for. Yes. That is the one thing I would move back for. It is that good. Holy shit. I would move to a house out in the fucking boonies if it was within five miles of an H-E-B. As long as it had good cell service and good and fiber optic internet, baby, I'm game. <laughs> and as long as it's within five miles of an H-E-B. Yep. Because holy shit, you don't understand how good this grocery store is. So good. Their fish section. My God, their fish section. See, and you say that because like the I, I, I was totally turned off from H-E-B for years. Because the very first H-E-B I'd ever gone into, and I couldn't tell you where it was at, but they had their, like, some fresh fish and, like, something else right there at the door when you walked in. And it just smells bad. And it smelled horrible, and I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm never coming in here again. That is just absolutely horrific. And I never went back into an H-E-B again until I was with you. In Waco. Yeah. And then I taught you the wonder that is H-E-B. And then we would drive right past Walmart every time we went to the grocery store. Flipped them off, told them, fuck you, you ain't shit, and went to H-E-B. Now, we would get our dry goods at Walmart. We would get things like, you know, clothes or shoes or, you know, stuff that we needed that wasn't going to last for very long. But, you know, stuff that we needed for the, for the moment. Uh, dry goods, that's what you get at Walmart. But if you wanted food or fresh food or fresh flowers or produce or anything like that we go to heb every fucking time because holy shit that stuff is so good now kroger's tries to be heb they really do but their stuff is twice as expensive as heb i don't even know if i would say they were i think they were just i don't think you can try to be an heb i think you can just try to be better than walmart yes and kroger is definitely objectively better than walmart but they're also twice as expensive. But they cannot H-E-B, compare to H-E-B. H-E-B is three times as good as Walmart, if not ten times as good as Walmart. And their prices are always within 10%. Because I used to work for H-E-B. And this is not me as a former H-E-B employee going, oh, yes, this is the best place ever. No, no, this is objectively the best place ever. When I was in the management program at H-E-B, we were told that whenever an H-E-B is in town, and a Walmart is in the same town, H-E-B makes sure that their prices are within 3 to 10% of what Walmart is they can compete. But their stuff is always better. Yeah. Objectively better. Their produce is always Because there was plenty fresher. of times we'd go to the grocery store and we'd go to Walmart and get most of our stuff. And then we'd leave Walmart and go to H-E-B to get our... Any kind of meat products Any, or produce fresh. Or, or fruits. Yeah, anything Fruits, fresh. vegetables, and meat, we would go there. Yeah. And and, and the weird, the, the cool thing about uh, HEB is their store brand stuff. I won't buy Walmart brand saltine crackers. You can put a, you can shoot me before I will eat Walmart brand saltine crackers. Yeah, I won't do nasty. it. They're nasty. Cardboard. But. Sorry. Not to make a cardboard joke. Sorry, sorry. We made a, something about a cardboard joke a couple of weeks ago, and I caught shit over that. Because <laughs> he told me he did not appreciate the cardboard joke. And I was like, what are you talking about? And was, he, said, he said it was something about people living in a cardboard box, and it was just so horrible. <laughs> and he, 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 he's like, I took offense to that. <laughs> so I'm sorry, cardboard. We apologize for that, sir. Your cardboard box is very nice, but I don't want to eat it. <laughs> 
But H-E-B store brand is better. Maybe you should put ketchup on it. Maybe you should put ketchup on it. <laughs> H-E-B store brand is objectively better than the national brand. Oh, brands. yeah. In every case. In every case. I haven't Well, found I know that green sauce, H-E-B green sauce, is better than any fucking thing I've ever gotten. Pace Pecani green sauce is the only thing we've found that's come even remotely close. And it wasn't anything... No, 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 let me finish. You're still wrong. When I say remotely close, I mean instead of being a universe away, it was a galaxy away. Two. Okay. Two galaxies. Two galaxies away. Okay. But instead of the entire universe away, like normal, just two galaxies. At least edible. It was edible. And then we came back tonight, and as soon as we got back, I was like, fuck it, I gotta go get my car washed. Yeah. I can't handle this anymore. There's bugs all over the damn windshield. <laughs> so I went and got my car washed, ran by Kroger's to grab a few things. Fuck Kroger's, but anyway. <laughs> ran by Kroger's to get a few things, gassed my car up, came back home, and immediately started drinking. Oh, whoa, 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 back up. We skipped a very important step here. What did we skip? After H-E-B, where did we go? Oh, we went to Bucky's! Thank you. This is only found in Texas. Bucky's is only... And neither one of us have ever been to a Bucky's. Nope, that was my first time in Bucky's. My first time in Bucky's. And I, how can I describe this store to you? It's a, it's a giant, gas station department store. It is a giant building full of sensory overload yes there is everything everywhere in this store they have clothing that's branded with bucky's the bucky's beaver they have swimsuits they have pool noodles they have food they have fresh food they have they have the roasted pecans and nuts yeah roasted walnuts and they have fudge and they have hot sandwiches and they have cold sandwiches and they have jerky and they have drinks and they have the cleanest bathrooms in the state and they have just think of a thing and it's at bucky's yes the only thing they don't have is 18 wheelers because they will not allow 18 wheelers on their property yeah they have relatively reasonable gas too i was impressed even though you were mad that I only put a gallon and a half of gas in the tank. So dumb. But you know what? Because we stopped and got that gallon of gas, we didn't have to stop in Texas Canada to get gas. Whatever. So, we were made it all the way home. The Bucky's is another Texas staple. You got if you see one, you got to go. You have to go to Bucky's. Now we didn't get any Bucky's uh, Bucky nuts. You know those those uh have, have you ever, the they're called Bucky. I think they're called Bucky nuts, but they're they're like um. Popcorn fluffs. Um, but I, I've... Bucky Nuggets. That's what they're called. Bucky's Nuggets. Um, but they're like... Um, how do I describe these things? Um, they are inflated popcorn, I think. And they're flavored. Like the poof popcorn. Pop, poof. Poof, pop, poof popcorn. Yeah. So I've, I've had them before. I've never, I've never been to a Bucky's and bought them, but I've had them from people who've been to Bucky's and bought them. And they're actually really good. They are. But, um, but yeah, I mean, and just think of some candles. They had candles at Bucky's. They had license plate covers. They had marmalade and jellies and beef jerky and candy and drinks and 
Yeah, just everything you can imagine. Yards stuff you put in your yard. Yeah. I, I Decoration. Because this was in Royce City. I have a feeling that people in Royce City use that as their general store. Yeah. And oh, also, we almost got shot leaving the parking lot. Because oh. this guy, we were on the main, we were on the main section and he was coming out of one of the little cross sections when you're when you're on the main section the cross section has to uh yield yield to you well i guess he didn't realize that and i was like fuck it i'm going and so i just went and like honked at him because he was like trying to pull out in front of me and so he honked back at me and i was like whatever fuck you and so i had to wait on some traffic to move and he was like honking at me the whole time trying to get me out of the way and i'm like dude there's traffic coming Fuck off. And so I was like, fuck you. Not only is there traffic coming, but I'm going to take it really slow because you're pissing me off at this point. So I pull out of the street and get in the lane I need to go into. Well, that was apparently the lane he needed to go into, and he thought I should have let him get in front of me. But he was already behind me, and I wasn't going to let him, like, zoom around me. So I get in front of him, and he gets behind me, and he starts honking at me again, and then he gets in the lane over to the right of me, rolls down his fucking window, and tries to get up beside me, and I was like, fuck that, so I punched it, and got up into the into the turn lane to get up on the highway, and he had to turn at that point, thank goodness, because Texas is an open carry state, <laughs> a permitless carry. <laughs> and I was in there yelling at Cricket the whole time. Fuck it, pull over. I'll tell us I missed a stop. Let's get out. Let's go. Come on. And I'm like, no, I don't need you shot today. <laughs> we'll sell this shit in a fucking ditch. Let's go. I was pissed off. I was flipping him off out the window. Telling, Come on, motherfucker, pull over. <laughs> so we almost got shot leaving the parking lot. But then but then but then we, we we did make it home to Little Rock, obviously. So we're good now. No no shooting has happened. Yep. Got home, took a shower, and started playing Diablo 4. And I started drinking. Thank you I very love, much. <laughs> I, am, I am loving that fucking game. That game's awesome. I need As soon to play as we some get more, done with this, I'm going back to it. I need to play some more Dante's Inferno. But I'm watching a really cool documentary right now about um, Natalie Grace, Natalie Bennett. Uh, it's, it's a very weird documentary. If you've never seen it, I recommend watching it for sure. But uh, anyway, that's a whole other story that we got into. But we're over an hour now. Do you want to bring it to a close? Yeah, because the alcohol that I've hit since we started is going through me and i need to like hit some more alcohol so anyway <laughs> no them, them the jamaica me happy things are fucking stout. oh my god those are awesome i've already had a a, a a pineapple one and i've had half a bottle of wine so well, i've had that and and a it's a sunday a you're gonna be hung over as fuck tomorrow. no i'm not drinking too much more because i do have to go to work tomorrow <laughs> and i have to go to work tomorrow we normally drink on saturdays and leave our sundays for not drinking but you know it's just one of those days <clears throat> but anyway thank you for joining us at the chaise lounge now that you know where you're at <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for making it this far. If you want to meet us on the socials, you can message me at Cricket Shay on Twitter. You can message me at Cricket Shay One on Instagram. You can message me on Facebook if you're friends on Facebook. You can get me on TikTok at Cricket Shay ther- Thermochromia or um, um, the Transparent Transparent. And Tom doesn't have any socials because he's boring. I do. I just don't ever get on them. So don't message That's me there because I don't fucking know. But if you have his number, you can text him and you can text me. And if you want my number, you can text. You can uh, request it and I will give it to you because I'm just that kind of bitch. So hmm. there's our little shout out. <laughs>
At least you said it and I didn't have to. Yeah, yeah, we all know I'm a bitch. <laughs> I mean, your hair looks so nice today. Yeah, yeah, no, it really doesn't. <laughs> well, that is the end of our podcast, and we love you. Bye.